we're going to talk about... Intro. <laughs> no. Please. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Black Magic. I'm Sarah, an extremely powerful witch. What else do you say? Oh, my God. Please tell all of your friends. Please tell all of your friends. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you I nailed it. Speed it up at that point. <laughs> that was my sister, Caitlin. We have some surprise guests on this episode. My sisters. Hey. <laughs> I'm here joined by Caitlin and Haley Black, and I'll do. I'll let them do a quick intro of themselves. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm the middle sister. Mm-hmm. And I was the one that talked Sarah into this. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> and now here's Haley. I'm Haley. I'm the youngest, the baby, and I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> first time pod, <laughs> first ever podcast guest. Yeah. Or guesting, guest spot. Yeah. I, I'm nervous too. <laughs> but we're going to persevere. This week, we are talking about the mother of pentacles. It's the Wild Unknown's Mother of Pentacles, or if you are looking at the Wait Smith deck, it's the Queen of Pentacles. So this card is all about motherhood and being maternal and nurturing. And I think it's a kind of funny card for the three of us to talk about because <laughs> I don't know if any of those words are what I would use to describe <laughs> us. I think... <laughs> I think we can be kind of nurturing, but maternal, motherly, (laughs) I don't know. know. (laughs) We have a mom. We do have a mom. We all share a mother and uh, she's pretty great. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I guess my thoughts were kind of around um, if you like, okay, my questions are, if you think of yourself as like a maternal motherly person in any way and it doesn't necessarily obviously none of us have kids but (laughs) like Mm. do you find yourself I guess directing that energy towards areas of your life like are there people that you feel like you are maternal towards Mm. so when you first sent us this card and the write-up I was like Well, I've got nothing to say. (laughs) But then I thought about it a little more. And aside from five years ago, I adopted Shiloh and would die for her. (laughs) Yeah. I do think I have a maternal instinct towards a lot of people in my life. And that might be my cancer son Mm -hmm. in the sense that... I've had people tell me, like, you're always looking out for me, like, making sure I have a ride home, making sure that I'm okay. So I think that could probably relate to it. I definitely, I see that. Yeah. I've definitely always thought that you are a very caring person, even though sometimes you're really mean to me. But... All right, let's do this. <laughs> We're sisters. We're mean to each other, and that's okay sometimes. For the record, she was really mean to me when we were growing up. It's it's true. <laughs> um, Haley, what about you? Do you feel like you are a nurturing person? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like with teaching more yeah. and having my own classroom, I felt a little bit 
maternal <laughs> to some of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I, I still look at myself as if I'm so young. <laughs> she just turned 30. She just turned 30. But you know what? <laughs> as a 40-year-old, I understand because I often forget that I am that old. Yeah. And sometimes I think like... I still have to ask mom permission for things. Yeah. <laughs> like when my friends are talking about buying houses, I'm like, did your parents say you can do that? <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't even ask? That's weird. It's like, I can't be a maternal figure if I'm a child. The word maternal is also a little bit scary. Yeah. And I think when I first read it, I was like, well, I'm not a mom, so mm-hmm. yeah, I have nothing to say. But like, it's a whole gamut of things right yeah yeah and I definitely yeah you were talking about Shiloh I definitely like just the way that she introduced herself or introduced herself to our family and I guess I should tell the story a little bit (laughs) so Shiloh is our family's dog well she's my mom's dog and Caitlin's she started out as mine (laughs) but she started out as Caitlin's and this is because Shiloh is a a rescue from a local organization called pause it forward and Shiloh has a troubled past (laughs) she's a little bit of a she's a little bit of a weirdo her whole life she just made babies yeah like that's all she knew and even when I first met Shiloh, she was surrendered by her breeder along with 10 other siblings. And so this woman, Robin, Shiloh's foster mom used to come into where I work and I met Shiloh and she was the sweetest thing, wanted absolutely nothing to do with anyone at any point. And it turned out that at that time, Shiloh was pregnant. And so she wasn't available to adopt. So Robin would just bring her in and I'd see her and not really think anything of her. And then at one point, I think they'd been coming in for six months. And I asked Robin, like, why do you still have Shiloh? Like, why hasn't she been adopted? And Robin said, oh, well, you know, she's had applications, but they, they're they not finding the right fit. Like, this, this organization's amazing. And they really vet the people that are submitting their applications for adoption and they, you know, they do home visits to make sure it's the right fit and they hadn't found anyone. She said like, oh, there's no one cool, cool enough looking for a dog or something like that. And I was like, well, I'm cool and I want a dog. So (laughs) like, maybe I should, maybe I should adopt Shiloh. And Shiloh at that point, she wouldn't even make eye contact with me. Like, and I was just like, no, I want her. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) so at this point, I guess everybody agreed, like, let's see if maybe Shiloh might be a good fit for the home. And they brought her over to our family's house. And the way our house is structured, we have in our backyard, there's like an upper deck and a lower deck and then the yard below. And so they were two, like, was it mom and one of the other women? They were down in the yard or you were down in the yard? No. So what happened? So they brought Shiloh over the two, it wasn't the foster mom. It was two that run the organization. They brought Shiloh over because it was the first day of the trial adoption. We had three weeks of a trial adoption with her. And they brought her over on the first day and they wanted to look at the backyard. So me and one of the women, we were up top. And mom and the other one went down below and Shiloh, she spent the whole time by the front door, like waiting for that front door to open so she could just bolt. Um, so then we went out the back and then we finally convinced her to join us. She ran out. She was kind of sniffing around the deck and she kind of <laughs> looked through the post because we've got, um, 
what's it called? Yeah, like a railing. So she looked down and was like, that's my escape. I mean, and she ran right past the stairs, tried to shove her body through twice. And on the third attempt, succeeded in shoving her tiny body through the railing. And she fell 20 feet down and just hit the pavement. And I was like, I just watched like this dog's dead there she's she died <laughs> and i looked over and i and i was just expecting to see her body and i was like where the fuck is she can i swear in your podcast yeah. okay <laughs> like where is this dog and then i look up and she's like scaling around like the outer wall of the yard like still trying to find her escape and i was like okay still alive <laughs> I saw, I guess, the least traumatizing part of it because my mom was the one that saw her, like, hit the ground. <laughs> God. But then we caught her and took her to the vet, and we were there for four hours waiting so she could get an x-ray. And all she did was fracture her toe, and I think that's when my maternal instinct first kicked in. It was, yeah. like, the first day she came over. Yeah. What a dramatic entrance. It was a lot. <laughs> it was... And everyone at work, I told them, like, this, this dog's coming over. It's going to be great. And then I went back to work, and they're like, how was it? And I'm, like, traumatized. It's like she tried to kill herself, yeah. but it's fine. But now I've got this great story, and <laughs> Shiloh warmed up to us. Yeah, she did. She's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of, like, when you told me how that all went down, it made me think, like, Shiloh is the perfect dog for our family. Yeah. <laughs> like... What a dramatic little weirdo. Yeah. Fits right in with the the daughters. Yeah. And she's been so, I feel like she's been really good. So like she started out being like very much your dog, but then as mom became the main caregiver, yeah. <laughs> mom, well, she like feeds her and grooms her and, you know, does everything yeah. for Shiloh. Shiloh really became very attached to my mom. So now yeah. they're very inseparable. It's Okay. We And we love that for her. We just want Shiloh to be happy. I always thought it's what mom needed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after dad and like, I feel like this family went through such a, like a hard time with yeah. dad's illness and then passing away. And then I think we all really grieved that for a long time. And then when Shiloh came along, it was like very healing I think yeah. you could see like it was just like joy returned like, oh we have like something to talk about again that isn't depressing as hell like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haley as the teacher in the family <laughs> what's it like being around kids all the time because that sounds like my worst nightmare <laughs> it's mine too <laughs> 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 don't say anything to get yourself fired oh yeah it's hard <laughs> I feel like kids are so different than like when we were well okay <laughs> you're a little older but <laughs> kids are different from when I was in school and I'm sure they're different from when you were in school and it's definitely something new yeah to get used to I hope this is okay to talk about, but I feel like I, you, I don't know if we've ever had the conversation, but you and I have talked about like you wanting to have kids, Yeah. which again, to me, I'm like, Oh, yeah. what? Like, what is that like to have that? Like wanting, do you want to have kids, Caitlin? No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> same, same page. 
So, okay. My question is like with that, and then like since you've started teaching, have you found yourself being like, never mind, like a huge no for me now? Or is it you don't really think about it? Or yeah, like I feel like. I kind of, I, the reason I had that, those thoughts of like wanting kids is because I feel like all my friends are having kids and I'm getting older. And that was just like the natural path that people take, even though I know that's not true. Yeah. And you don't have to have kids if you don't want kids. And I feel like now, like having taught, I feel like it'd be so hard to have kids right now in this day and age, (laughs) in today's world. Like things are just, so hard for them. Yeah. And I don't, and like, I can't imagine what it's like for their parents to like see their kids who are like 10 or 11, like going through some of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, like knowing like your 11 year old is drinking and vaping and going through all these mental health issues that I don't remember anyone having. Well, like I'm sure they did, but I feel like it wasn't talked about. Yeah, yeah. When I was in school. So I'm like, I didn't drink. I didn't vape. I didn't do any of that stuff. And so I'm like, when I see these kids that are so young and they're starting that, and I feel like it's just starting younger and younger, I'm like, I can't imagine having a kid that's like eight, nine and doing that stuff. I can't. <laughs> and like, as a parent, like having to keep up with like managing that for a child and like, being like being responsible for for another person when like I feel like I can barely manage my own mental health and then I need to be responsible for somebody else when I'm like I get it <laughs> be depressed there's lots of reasons pick one like, pick several that, I, that's I'm not having kids so <laughs> yeah I like my friends kids hmm. for the most part but I just this world is so fucked up that I'm like, why would you want to bring a child into this world knowing that? Well, then sometimes I'm like, oh, I want a little like best friend. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be. Yeah. So- <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm your best friend. I'll watch you play Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Actually, I don't know. Like, I you just see like TikTok videos of kids and my friend's kids and I'm like oh so cute but then you don't see the other side of it I'll believe everything you see on social media mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's only like they're filming themselves like playing like dress up and yeah. going to a pumpkin patch and yeah everything's like idyllic and perfect and like what you don't see is like when the kid like shit so much that it yeah. spills out of its diapers or <laughs> like when it's screaming at three o'clock in the morning yeah. and you can't figure out why like imagine yeah like I I feel like I mean that's a thing like people like parents do everything right and they try to provide like a really good life for yeah. their child and the child's just a shithead yeah. <laughs> the vibes are off <laughs> and like what do you do you're stuck with it yeah yeah <laughs> Like, I feel like a lot of times if I'm, like, talking to my coworker about these kids from school and she'll be like, oh, it's the parents, like, they're not doing their job, they're not being good parents, and sometimes I'm like, maybe, but also what can you do? You only have so much control over someone else's life. Like, you can try so hard to give your child the best life and sometimes it just doesn't work. Case in point, Sarah. 
Me? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Black. Not the greatest kid. <laughs> I yeah. was a troublesome child. <laughs> you were a demon. And a, yeah, a little bit of a demonic teenager yeah. for sure. I definitely like hit a certain age where I could then like look back on how I was when I was a teenager and realize like, oh, I was in trouble all the time for a reason. Like it wasn't the world against me. It was me against the world. (laughs) Just wanted to be a rebel. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's not get into that. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Mother of Pentacles card from the Wild Unknown deck, like the imagery in it. So the card has doe, a doe, a deer. <laughs> the card has deer. Doe <laughs> with a little baby deer snuggled up next to it. And something that I was thinking about when I was reading about this card was this idea of trust in that the little baby deer can be snuggled up and sleeping because it trusts that this mother is keeping a watchful eye and is going to protect it from any imminent danger. So it kind of made me think about this idea of being able to trust people around you and even having like trust in yourself. And do you find that you're like a naturally trusting person or are you usually more suspicious of people? Haley, you'll go first. Am I a trusting person? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Usually I'm like, you know, give everyone a chance. Mm -hmm. If they betray that trust, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, I was going to say, you're kind of like a one chance only though. And if that person fucks up, they're dead to you. Yeah. Usually I would do that in like class because I'm a teacher. (laughs) I would do that in class where I'm like, I'll give you one single chance. Yeah. And if you mess it up, then I know from now on not to trust you. And how often is your trust betrayed by these children? All the time. (laughs) Every single time. But, you know, you don't know until you you give them that shot and you give them that chance. And Yeah. You're a firm believer in that when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's a lesson that I need to be more comfortable (laughs) with. I think so too. Okay. And Caitlin, Whoa, we're going to move that on. Was very direct. What's that about? <laughs> Haley thinks I'm too trusting of people. Really? Yeah. Instead of being like one chance and you're done, you're like two, oh, three, yeah, four, five, <laughs> six chances. Like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the opposite of that. I don't think I'm, I don't know if I would say that I'm not trusting. But I don't give people chances. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I feel like I get let down a lot. So then when I meet new people, I'm like, my guard is up. They have to earn your trust. You don't just automatically give it to them. Yeah. I think that's what I lean towards. Yeah. I think, I don't think I've said I'm too trusting. Haley, correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) And I know you will. But I feel like it's, I think we were talking about this the other night, actually, where it's not necessarily that I believe that person deserves multiple chances from me. It's more like I am too stubborn to admit when I'm wrong. And I just want to keep giving that person the opportunity to prove to me that I'm right. Which is still really unhealthy. (laughs) 
like and not okay but now that I've kind of realized that about myself hopefully it's something that I can work on and be better at just cutting people out when they need to be cut out I think you're definitely the baby deer yeah. And I yeah. am not. I'm the one that is alert. <laughs> You're the mother deer. I'm the mother deer. I'm no I don't know if anyone's curled up sleeping next to me, but I'm always on the lookout for <laughs> <laughs> some shady character. Yeah, I feel like you guys are both very accurate in your assessment of people usually. You guys balance each other out. That's why I like talking to you about like stuff that's going on in my life cuz I feel like you can both like She'll be like, well, well, sometimes, depending who it is, but yeah, like, depending on how- she'll play devil's advocate and you'll be like, no, hey, they're dead. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I, Haley loves playing devil's advocate. Um, I think I have really good judgment and very rarely are my first impressions wrong about somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've had, <laughs> I can only think of like a couple times where I have had an imp- like a poor impression of somebody and then thought later on like maybe I was wrong actually this person seems like they might be kind of okay and then later they proved to me that my first impression was accurate <laughs> yeah. and I never should have trusted them yeah. or given them a chance so maybe I need to be more like you in that regard as well Perhaps. <laughs> listen to my gut the the instinct the yeah. primal instinct yeah. to not trust trust no bitch actually that is another thing that I <laughs> I was talking about with my friend Brandon um I was talking about the X-Files actually and thinking about how like, do you think it had any kind of psychological impact on me that the main message of that show is trust no one and I am emotionally guarded most of the time with like my feelings and letting people in and being vulnerable. I think I've gotten better at it, but for a long time I was like, no, stay out. It was big during your formative years. Way, way back in the 1990s. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Might as well be talking about the Victorian era. Okay, enough. I've never seen the X-Files, so I don't know. What? Yeah. Not I, one. I don't... Well, I think I watched the pilot a few years ago. That's wild. Actually, this is a great segue. Let's talk about mothers who are mothering. Okay. Because <laughs> to me, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. What did you say? I was going to talk about the twice subunit, Misamo. Oh, mothers are mothering. Mothers are mothering. Um, I think that's a good topic to talk about. Twice? <laughs> if you want to. Okay. I like to think often, <laughs> oh my God, you don't know what I'm talking about? No. Like, mother, like mothering. she's mother. Yeah, see, I said mothers are mothering to Haley the other day, and she was like, oh, I didn't know they were, like, the moms of the group. And I was like, that's not... <laughs> no. That's not what Haley, you need some more gay friends in your life, I think. <laughs> You're right. Ally. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to explain. So when somebody's mother, it's like they're, like, the queen. They are the ultimate. They are, like woman empowerment okay so i this is related to we were talking about the x-files and to me when i was growing up dana scully was mother okay i understand kind of now yeah do you do you have anybody in mind that you're like that's mother no i just 
found out what it meant, so I got to think about it now. I'll let you think about it. Caitlin, who's mother for you? (laughs) I don't know. Give me some other examples. Okay. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, to me, she's mother. Ooh. You no, just <laughs> okay. No, she's my mind. I don't want to say it. Mikasa, mother, Mikasa Ackerman. <laughs> Is that from Attack on Titan? Mikasa, <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> laughing so hard. I'm gonna look up some examples. Okay, like it's just somebody that you want to be. Um, I want to be Geo from Twice or Momo. Haley, what do you think about that? I think they're good mothers. <laughs> this segment is not going. <laughs> I thought it was going to. I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. The term mothering is a slang term used by the LGBTQ plus community as an alternative to other expressions such as slay and yas queen, but it is also used by fans to describe their favorite artist as mother. So I guess people really use that to describe Taylor Swift. I was, I was thinking Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I've seen Lana Del Rey on here. Lana is mother. Hold that away from me so quickly. Well, it just has to be said. <laughs> Lana is mother. Yeah. So like that, I guess. If that helps you, Haley. Ethel Kane is mother. Ethel Kane is so young, though. But she's like an old like soul. It's back to the, you know, like I was saying earlier when I saw the word maternal. Like, that means one thing. Yeah. Mother means one thing. Yeah. Like, I get it, but it's... I don't describe... Anyone that way. And, yeah. Well, I don't verbally... I'm not like, she's mother, or I don't even really... Like, I try to avoid using internet terminology now, because I feel like it really ages me. (laughs) Like, like... um, I don't even know how you would use that in... An everyday sentence. Oh, mother is mothering. Mother is mothering. <laughs> oh, she's so mother. She's mother. She's mother for sure. That's mom. That <laughs> <laughs> girl right there. She's mom. Like when I when I, you're gonna cut this whole thing out. I, I might. I, I, have to. I think you should. But like when I watched that music video, I was like, they're mothering. <laughs> Oh yes, they are like, mothering. Killing it. And they're women and they're badass. Yeah. That's it. The when you're like, yes. Not I don't want like not yes, because I hate that. But like I know. Yes. That is what the Google definition said, and that's why I said it. Yeah. But it felt terrible. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yes, queen. Like it I verb like I visibly cringe when people still say like yes, queen. Well, when white people say it. Yeah. I yeah, think, sorry, I have no examples. So my brain just is not wired that way. Okay. I think it's the thing about anyone other than mom as mom. <laughs> just mom. Mom. Mom is pretty mother though. <laughs> like let's she's kind of a badass. She runs 5K every day. That's true. She could kick your ass. I've watched her do it. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, you haven't. I've seen it. No, you haven't. <laughs> I was thinking, it's kind of like interesting, maybe, that like I feel like I sp- spent so much of like my teenage years only liking like boy bands, boy groups, even like TV shows, only liking the men on it, not really like the OC. 
I don't like because Mar- I like because I love everybody was like fuck Marissa so like, though I don't like yeah. I don't like Marissa I don't like Summer well I like Summer but or like One Tree Hill I was like I don't like this person I don't like this person okay but is that because you're a misogynist yes or <laughs> is that because uh female characters are often terribly written well, maybe that because like you're talking about like X-Files and Buffy and like I only I watched those because you didn't make me, but you would be watching it and I would watch it with you. Right. And then I, I didn't like lock you in a room and no. <laughs> yeah. So then I try to think We're of watching my favorite episodes of Buffy that I watched. I'm like, oh, I can't think of it because I was so focused on like the male characters. I feel like in all these shows. Yeah. But I'm like Sailor Moon. Uh. Sailor Moon is mother. Sailor Mars is mother. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. No, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking was like, oh, hey, it's such a pick me. But like, I wonder if like women just. You were thinking that about me? Yeah, but I'm kidding. You're like, I only like the boys. I did. I did. Yeah. But you said the other day, because you were like, you said something to me the other day. You were like, oh, you don't like the girl groups for like K-pop. You're like, you don't like the girl groups. I was like, yes, I do. But then I was thinking, like, maybe I'm just stuck. I'm still stuck where I was. Arrested development. Years ago. What do you mean? That's what that term is. Arrested development. Oh. You never really grow up. <laughs> it's more than just the name of the show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we just watched it. What about it? I love that show. I definitely think, like, in the 2000s, and I don't know how far it extended, like, women weren't written very well. Mm-hmm. And I think we weren't encouraged to cheer for them. Yeah. And yeah. now that's all changed, and yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially like we used to watch like Supernatural. <laughs> like, that, yeah, they hated women. Awful. Like that's why. But but it was like Dean and Sam. But the men, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Destiel. <laughs> cut! Cut! I cut that. <laughs> The last thing that I wanted to talk about with the Mother of Pentacles, because it's such a nurturing type of card and has a very like mm, caring energy about it. And especially you see this in the the wild unknown. So like we didn't really talk about the Rider Waite or <laughs> Waite Smith. I always mix up the name of that. The Waite Smith card for the Queen of Pentacles is just a solitary figure on a throne surrounded by this like very like beautiful kind of garden and has she's holding a pentacle. And so it's a very like a solitary figure. Whereas with, as we mentioned, the Wild Unknown, the card is a literal like mother guarding her baby deer. And so I'm thinking a lot about just the idea of the energy that it takes to care for others and how, you know, you really have to make sure that you're not just nurturing the people around you, but nurturing yourself as well. So I wanted to talk a little bit about self-care and things that you do to replenish your energy so that you continue to, or you can continue to take care of the people around you. And Caitlin, I'm going to start with you. What's your question? <laughs> what are, what are like rituals or any like little, little treats that you give to yourself to make yourself feel kind of rejuvenated? Um, I've started rewatching Criminal Minds from the beginning. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I feel like now that I'm older, more so, if I make plans with someone and I'm not feeling it, I don't have a problem canceling those plans. <laughs> I think that's really important. You can't like over tax yourself yeah. because then you're not really able to show up for that other person. Yeah. And they just get this kind of like tired, bitchy version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when I was younger, if I didn't want to do something like... I would be like, oh, what should I say that's going to be believable, that, you know, is a ruse I have to maybe hold for a couple days afterwards. And then these days I'm like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to. Yeah. And it feels very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> You're the master of your own time. Sure. I like that. Haley, mm-hmm. what do you do to make yourself feel... Like you can teach another day. Like when you've had a long week of teaching rambunctious children, mm-hmm. how do you restore your energy? Good question. <laughs> I I take my preventative Motrin <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like you look at self-care as being certain things that you should be doing. Like eating well and exercising and drinking lots of water. And I wish I did those things. I'm like, you know, I usually play Caitlin's Switch for a couple hours. I'm like, is that self-care? I think so. Yeah. It's like escapism plus using your brain in a creative, fun way. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me happy. Like sometimes I just dragon age for 12 hours and... I'm going to do it no matter what Haley says to me. Because <laughs> that's your choice. You're it's allowed to choice. make that. And sometimes you just need to like, I don't know, if you've had a really long week and you're like, literally all I want to do is rot in my house. <laughs> and I think yeah. that is self-care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of rotting. Yeah. I don't have a like a game system, but I do play Stardew Valley with you guys. Yeah. And I have started to play that on my own a little bit. It's been a while, but yeah. I definitely like the hours just kind of shed away while I'm playing that. And I'm just I'm just in the valley. I'm just harvesting my fruit. Yeah. Flirting with the town doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey's number one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like our I like our Sundays. Yeah. Because we get our little treat, little Starbucks. Yeah. Play Stardew for like four hours. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Like it's funny. Like at the beginning or at the end, at the end of every year, we like sit down and we write our New Year's resolutions and we make this list of like, okay, I know this is what I should be doing. So let me make goals pertaining to what I think I should be doing. And then as the year goes by, you're like, this is what I want to be doing. <laughs> I don't want to read a book today. Like, I want to be on my computer today. <laughs> I want to rewatch the same episode of Succession that I've already seen six times. Yeah. I'm not reading. Yeah. Because that's what makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> it doesn't. Maybe that's Succession. I don't know. It's like happy. Yeah. The show is really upsetting. I feel joy watching that show. <laughs> oh, speaking of mother. Kendall Roy. (laughs) He is mother. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I think that's it. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for. Bye. (laughs) 
please subscribe to Sarah's subscription plan. <laughs> it's only $50 a year. There are no perks. <laughs> well, no, it's right. It's true. <laughs> perks. Not yet. Perks TBD. We're working on it. We're going to get her on more social media platforms. We're going to build an empire. <laughs> Sarah's joining Twitch. Yeah, you'll find me on Twitch. Um, okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>